Hey, Vermont Untapped listeners. For election season 2022, Vermont Folklife is re-releasing Under the Golden Dome, the stories behind Vermont's citizen legislature. This 10-part series originally aired in 2004 and was created from interviews with 35 former legislators. You can learn more about this project and listen to other episodes of Vermont Untapped at www.vtfolklife.org untapped. Enjoy, and don't forget to vote. In 1963, uh, Phil Hoff was inaugurated governor. I think when Phil uh, was elected, he made some significant changes in the way state government worked. And uh, I, I think that that was the point in the history of Vermont that changed the way we did things back earlier. And uh, we began to catch up with the 20th century when Phil got in. In the late 1950s, Vermont was undergoing major changes. Construction of the national interstate system was underway. With the interstate came an influx of new faces and ideas, gradually changing the makeup of the legislature. Ray Kieser preceded Phil Hoff as governor. I served uh, two years as governor, uh, ran for re-election, and after a recount in an off year, Phil Hoff was elected governor. This was a watershed of uh, changing politics. Uh, I recognized that at the time, although very few people in Vermont, uh, having had 104 years of Republican governors, realized the political scene in Vermont was changing. Uh, before the election, I had done a graph of uh, the voting in the off years. This is non-presidential years. And where, when I was elected in a presidential year, received the most votes of any Republican candidate at that point, four years before that in an off year when Bob Stafford was elected, he won on a very slim margin after a recount. And the trend, if you uh, started back in the early 50s through in the off years, ignoring the presidential years, the, uh, the votes for the Democratic candidate kept climbing and climbing. And if you drew a graph of it, they crossed in the year that Phil Hoff was elected. I look back at my election, it's true that I was the focal point. But if you look back over the last few elections in Vermont, you could see the Democrats beginning to emerge as a real political force in the state. Hoff and the Democrats ushered in a change that was long overdue. The end of the old one-town, one-vote system which had been ruled unconstitutional in federal court. Even as they made the changes, everyone knew that reapportionment of the legislature would dramatically change Vermont's political landscape forever. Reapportionment is an incredibly uh, powerful historical moment. As people sat in that chamber and, and voted themselves out of a job. Uh, I don't know how it gets more emotional than that for a politician. The old system was so out of balance that when Hoff was elected to represent Burlington, he sat one seat away from Gertrude Mallory, who represented Fairley. I had as much clout in the House as the, as the member from Burlington. And of course, that was obviously wrong. And reapportionment changed the House most of all because it reduced the House from 246 to 150. And it was in terms of, of population, not of geography. 
the ridiculous thing, the amazing thing, is how how long the old way lived before it succumbed. I mean, it's completely unequal for me to have as much of a vote as the member from Burlington. I think it was because of the people who recognized that this was uh, the end of an era, uh, the the concern of the rural areas, that the historic power of the rural areas and the agricultural community was going to be seriously dissipated. When Hoff asked Bill Billings to convene a committee on reapportionment, Billings picked Emery Hebbard, a Republican from Glover, to chair the committee. Hoff was furious. I said, Governor, I think you must think, and I'll tell you what you got to think, that Emery Hebbard can get the small towns to realize this is the law even though they're voting themselves out of office. And we can't get them, I can't get them, and you can't get them, and it'll work out. The passage of the reapportionment bill in 1965 was a pivotal moment in Vermont's history. Former Governor Tom Salmon recalls Vivian Tuttle, town clerk and representative from Stratton, which then had about 40 residents. And uh, my memories that night were Vivian Tuttle, a, a little lady, very short, diminutive, a very slight uh, uh, build, with her hands literally quaking. She wasn't a public speaker, uh, getting up to explain her vote, why she was going to vote in favor of reapportionment and vote herself out of a job. And then uh, later that evening, uh, a farmer uh, from Stannard, up in the Northeast Kingdom, Frank Hutchins rose, a dairy farmer, and uh, rude uh, this uh, backwater decision to dismember the house. And, you know, real tears flowed down his eyes, and uh, that was very moving. And I recognize that for him and for many Vermonters, this constituted a major change in their lives and their concept of what Vermont was all about. And I defy anybody who saw that man and heard him uh, not to have been sympathetic. You know, there are very few absolutes in this world. And each of us tends to build our own world around ourselves and our background and our history and our philosophies. And you have to be sympathetic to that, I think. So, yes, uh, he broke into tears, and uh, it was, <laughs> quite honestly, I understood. And then they reapportioned, and Danville was placed with Danville, Peachum, and Groton. And then I didn't run again. It has changed the whole complexion of the legislature. It really has. And you aren't as close to your constituents when you have three towns instead of one, and you don't know as many people, and it's just a... It's just progress and change, that's all. We could never have got there were it not for two people. One was Governor Hoff, the other was uh, Speaker Franklin Billings. They summoned a meeting of a group of Republicans and Democrats they viewed as moderates, or at least open to persuasion. We met one night, and they both made sterling appeals for this group of moderates to come together and reach closure on one of the reapportionment bills so that we can move on with our life and not find ourselves uh, embarrassingly in violation of a federal order to get reapportionment done. So the success story of reapportionment, getting the job done, was a truly bipartisan. 
no question that reinforcement it changed the nature of Vermont, really. We heard the voices of Richard Mallory, George Little, Ray Kieser, Philip Hoff, Peter Mallory, Gertrude Mallory, Franklin Billings, Tom Salmon, and Catherine Beattie. All are former members of the Vermont Legislature. The interviews were sponsored by the Snelling Center for Government. This series was produced by the Vermont Folklife Center of Middlebury by Bob Merrill and Jane Beck. Funding for this series was provided by the Vermont Community Foundation and the Wyndham Foundation. I'm Greg Sherrow.